No Steve Cofield, so no screaming. Nothing, nothing too over the top there. Yeah. Yeah. As I've mentioned before, Steve throws me off sometimes because I'll come up to him and he'll just be very angry and then he'll unleash like a guttural just, yeah, and then be happy. So I don't know what to do with it sometimes. Have you ever thought that every idea has been thought of already? Yes. So I was perusing Twitter just now, and I had that thought because the Vegas Golden Knights have put out for today's game, as they are calling them, I believe, Battle towels. I mean, they they do a different battle towel for every game. But, like, you can't think of something else to wave? It's got to be a towel. Can't we think of something different? Well, for the like, Knights. Even the, like, what is it? Is it Alabama that has the pom-poms? Sure. But I think for the Knights it would be, like, swords, right? And I don't know that you can – I don't think you can do that. Wouldn't it be crazy? Would this be – would you get in trouble? Why not give every seat a pair of thunder sticks? You know what I mean? Teams have done that. But, like, okay, that's cool. I don't see it often. You call them battle sticks. Can you imagine all those people? How many does it hold? 18? I think it would Just be like banging uh, them all at once? Yeah, it would be like for a um, – why not just a horse and a like a, a a sword for the not a sword but whatever those long stick things are for a duel. Long stick things that joust. are a, like a, a joust. Oh yeah, is it called the joust? I thought that was the act, like you're like participating in a joust. Well, what's the thing with the? Yeah, I feel when, like it's called the lance. When two, that's uh, that might be right. When two horses, that's up, that's in fence. I think that's in fencing, but I feel like when you like when the two Nailed horses. It, John. When the two horses just sprint toward each other and then right. the, they each go at it, go at it. That act is called jousting, but I oh. believe the stick itself is called a lance. Okay, correct. Yeah. All right. Why don't they give everybody a lance and a horse, or give them a shield and a sword so they can all bang on the shield? Yeah, you know what I mean. It might be dangerous, but I'm I'm here for it. I'll be up cozily tucked away in the confines of the press box. I don't need to deal with the aftermath. I, I just feel like we can get a little bit more exotic. Actually, just like something different. Season one, they did, uh, I don't know what they're called, but they're like, with the light, like, you know, you see them at the raves, the, and the whole arena. Ecstasy? No, it's they like. They just handed out ecstasy? Glo- they're glow sticks. Thank you. Yes. God. You were stuck on glow sticks? You, you said ecstasy you when I waved think my of hand glow like sticks? <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome, though. The whole arena, I have, like, video, and it's just all well, green Why, now. why don't cool. they give everyone ecstasy? There you go. <laughs> just leave it, leave it on the, on the <laughs> seat. Like Nobody ideas. can see me but you guys. Just 18,000 people just like, yeah. That's acid. <laughs> they would sell a lot of water, I feel like. <laughs> it would be good for concessions. Would it be good for a good environment, though? I feel like by the time you get to the end of the first period, people are just like, man, the sound of the skates like carving the ice is so nice. You'd, and it's just like really you it's just, just like a really quiet arena. You could have like Diplo playing like the whole game. Oh, yeah. Just do, do a whole set. And like nobody's even watching hockey, but it'd, it'd be fun. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it go, like maybe this is why they just do towels. Or how about, how about give out bubbles to everybody? Can you imagine the entire arena oh, blowing man. bubbles all at once? That'd be awesome. That'd be kind of cool, right? What if you do ecstasy and bubbles? I mean, that you, you're asking for just nobody paying attention <laughs> to the game at that point. But it would be it would be so fun. What an just, environment! Just feel like you could just you could do something a little different. That's all I'm saying. So is this why again? This, but this is why they probably do all this brainstorming and they're like. Let's go with towels again. <laughs> like, none of this stuff is actually going to work. Yeah. We're just going to stick with it. Let's just go So they towels. have, like, a brainstorming thing, and they do this exact conversation. The towel, yeah. And then they're just like, man, just stick with the towels. Yeah. Uh, to- the towels are different every game. 
Okay. Like they're collectible. So, yeah, there's probably somebody out there with every single battle towel that's ever been created. I, yeah, I've, I've given a lot of them away because we get them on our seat in the press box. No, so cheering the press box. The fans. I know, but that's why I give them away to other people. Okay. We're like, oh, here, you're a Knights fan. Take this. Is there a, is there a Vegas media member who has used the battle towel? A hundred percent, I'm sure. No, I don't mean like use it when you get home. I mean like in, at the event. Has oh, waving it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Okay. Though I, I feel like I would call that person out. <laughs> I also feel like of all the markets in the NHL teams, Vegas has the highest probability of somebody doing that in the, in the press box. Oh, the most likely? Yeah. Sure. No question. <laughs> no question. You know, it's a, sure. It, it's a media market, Adam, which there's a lot of positivity about their sports teams, including the Las Vegas A's. Uh, I have Is there? I mean, I, I was perusing through my – I get an email every morning about 4 a.m., Adam, that tells me my Las Vegas Review-Journal e-edition is ready. Thank you. So do I. Yep, you know. And, uh, you know, I was perusing through it. Not really a – nary a negative word about what's happening with the Oakland A's who are going to build their park right there on TROP, right? Are they? Are they? Well, I thought this was a done deal. I thought it was over. Binding <laughs> land agreement. Las Vegas A's has well, that, a nice ring to it. The binding agreement was at the Wild Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what we're still doing? We're no, not doing at the Tropicana now. Oh, okay. for now. All right. We'll see if that changes. Um, look, there there is a very, very narrow timeline. Like this has to be, of course, crafted and constructed as as Justin Watkins told us, basically by Thursday. Yeah. Um, and that's it has to be passed essentially by Thursday. Like they, they don't have time. Now there was some reports in the last couple of hours. They think there's going to be a bill ready by tomorrow, maybe by Monday, that they'll be able to push through. But this is what should stop it from going through. Like, we, we talked about this weeks ago when Dave Cable was here and, and on the show with us, and he said, you know, we're no longer pursuing dual paths. We're only pursuing Las Vegas. He said the quiet part out loud. Like, we, we are running out of time. We have to get this bill and, and basically – he didn't say jam it through, but he said we're coming close to the finish line. We have to have this bill ready. Like, we have to get this done. You do. We don't. Right. We have no deadline. We don't care when this gets passed, if it ever gets passed. So this is your deadline. So we do not need to play by those rules, and I hope that the legislature, I don't think they will because I think a lot of them, you know, I've talked to legislatures that said they'll sign whatever. They just want this done. And so I hope that everybody takes their time and actually reads it and doesn't get stuck with the kind of bill that we had last time. Again, for those that are listening, it's not the money from last time it's the details the devil was in the details Ooh. and the details of the bill were bad and as we learned the devil may be a decent guy true so i shouldn't say devil in the details anymore that might be a good thing so but the details of the deal were bad apart from the money mm-hmm. the money was probably a good investment the, and i think the details weren't to not to cut you off but i think you can also i don't agree with this premise but you can make the argument that at least with an NFL team, there's enough there with people coming in eight times a year, right, for these events and all that, that I'm willing to just speed this through because there's the potential that this thing's going to be a massive moneymaker. I just don't know if that's going to be the case for baseball. It probably won't. Right. And, like, there's, there's questions that need to be asked. Like, we were told last week with the Tropicana site that it needed to be there because they needed to have the ballpark village because that was what was going to generate the money to pay back the bond. For this stadium. And now they're proposing a site without a ballpark village. So if the ballpark village was required to pay this back, where is the money coming from to pay this back now? 
Exactly. Which is why I got I got a lot of pushback like when this first started like really picking up about the like oh it's just a billion one point five billion dollars we're good we'll take care of it everybody's like they're paying for it. what's the big deal I'm like okay just wait <laughs> yeah. just wait like, because it's all nice and dandy to say we got this. And then when you actually start to get to the details of how this thing's going to get funded and you realize, just like you said, like, ooh, by the way, let's change sites and, um, yeah, we don't need that. Like, let's just get some money here, please. Well, and the changing of sites, and by the way, the, the changing of sites was pushed by the Culinary Union because they obviously didn't want uh, – they wanted to – if the Culinary Union is against something, it's probably not going to get done. Right. And they wanted to make sure that Station Casinos didn't profit off this because Station Casinos is non-union, and that's mm-hmm. essentially what happened. Uh, in this case, and they said, no, it's not going to happen. So we're now, oh, we'll just move to Tropicana. Well, like, that's the problem. It's just, there's no plan. We're just like, oh, go here. What about, yep. what the go here then. Well, we'll go here. Like, okay. Take your time, settle down, figure out what, what bill works the best. Baseball's great. We love baseball. Let's have baseball, but let's do it on the right terms and not force it through because there's only three days left in the legislature. Right. That shouldn't be a reason to pass a bill in three days, <laughs> like for this. It is if you're trying to save lives or trying to do something for education and things like that. Yes, force something through and make sure we get something done. But in terms of bringing baseball, their timeline shouldn't be our timeline. We should figure this out right. Mm-hmm. And that's not what's happening right now. Did you see the uh, – oh, no, it's your paper. Uh, Bill Foley, he's in. Golden Knights' Bill Foley supports the A's Las Vegas relocation plans. Uh, this is from uh, your guy, Mick Akers, yesterday. But the, the Golden Knights owner said that, quote, I think it's great think we have different fan bases as opposed to the Raiders as I was a little concerned about sponsorship and ticketing and so on I think we can be pretty symbiotic I don't think we're going to impact each other at all thus you're not gonna get in my way so come on down I don't really care yeah yeah uh, which he might be he might be wrong about that because like I, I understand what he's saying that with football it might be a lot of the same they're the same season mm-hmm. they overlap and football swallows up so much of the attention the investments, like everything. Everything's about football. Uh, and so I understand why he, he was concerned about competition there. But to his point, I'm like this shouldn't be a reason that we get baseball or not. It's just from him. I'm just talking about him selfishly. Like he's saying, oh, but it's not the same season, not the same, you know, not the same customer base necessarily, not the same sponsorship base. It'll be fine. Well, there is only so much money to go around. Like you can only, mm-hmm. you can only put your ad, your ad dollars so many places. So I imagine it is competition on some level. Uh, so that maybe you should be a little bit more concerned about it. But I think they're chugging along. They're making plenty of money. They're not worried about it right now. And I think they're in a state where, hey, nothing's going to really slow them down except for some bad seasons. So why not? Bring it on. Uh, and, and that's cool. I know that um, the site change also might involve the FAA, but is that that's not going to be. No, I, I think right? that's more. That's But, again, I think, you know, I was just uh, I was actually on the way here talking. I was doing, doing a show in Kansas City, and they were asking about this. And I said, yeah, I think it, it is an issue. Where the FAA is going to be like, wait, it's new construction. What's going to be flying over it? Is there going to be like things that are flying over the stadium? There are going to be things in the way because it is right there uh, in the flight path. But um, to me, it's one of those things that, hey, have a discussion. You'll work it out. The thing that I think is an issue is like we're, we're bringing up all these little things potentially that could stand in the way. And if it was just the FAA thing, easy. You have a two-hour meeting tomorrow. It's probably clear, cleaned up. Right. But it's the FAA thing and the – you know, and the writing of the bill, and the where is it going to be? Is it finally here? Is it going to be somewhere else? Yep. Are we going to open up to other side? Like all these little, all these little things that could be easily overcome, start to add up at some point when you only have like four days. So that that's kind of the issue I think that they're dealing with. And it just goes back to my thing. Like it, there was 
Dangerous is probably too strong, so okay, I guess I'll go with irresponsible. But there were so many media outlets that were running with Las Vegas A's when they bought the land over there by the Wild West. What, like, what are we doing? When you don't really there's, – there's just so much that you have to do. Yeah. And so many people were just like, it's done. Here they come. Like, it's not. And it's not – that's not just a Vegas thing. Like, the national media was doing it too. Oh, of course. I think the national media more so. I mean, yeah. And I think there was people in Vegas that understood um, – that there was still steps to clear. And I think part of the reason that the the media in general, and like I understand that we're part of it. And, MSM, and me particular, media. But I think, I think the media in Las Vegas was talking to the same people we were. I mean, we've talked to people that are very close to the legislature that say, look, it's, as soon as they get a bill, they're signing it. Like, they're not going to even read it. They're not going to they're, – they're, they're, they're signing it. It's done. Didn't read and it last the, time. And the only reason – of course. Um, and, the, and we were told that directly by people that didn't read it and signed it. Um, <laughs> But and hung up on us. Right, uh, still but, one of my favorite journalisms I've ever done. It's great. It's so, <laughs> so good. So what about this part of the deal, huh? What about this part of the deal? Huh? We're, we're we're vaguely. I didn't read it. I, I don't remember what was her position at that time. Was she a councilwoman? Uh, yeah, yeah. Michelle Fiore at that time uh, when Sinidic was going on and the uh, as you mentioned the devil in the details. We had her on and asked her about it, and she readily admitted that she did not read the whole thing, even though she voted to approve it. And then hung up. Yeah. We were asking, <laughs> Guys, I don't really have time for this. We're like, how could, you, how could you sign a bill that includes this? Does it? What about this? How could you sign a bill that includes this? It does? Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't I really, read it. You know, I just, my, my assistant, that was the best line, too. My assistant just asked me to do this, and I was like, wow, all right. <laughs> that doesn't really make you look a lot better. No. And then just hung up. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, so, yes, they, they signed it without reading it last time, and I feel like they're going to probably do that again this time, which is wild. But I think that's what's going to happen. So, um, you know, if you're out there, if you're listening, make sure your voice is heard. Make sure people understand. But it's not probably going to matter. If they can get a bill done, it's probably going to be signed. And that's the bottom line. Keep it locked right here. Cofield and Company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas. Yeah, you heard it come down. We got some stuff for you. you got T-shirts. got passes to the San Janeiro Feast. I'll be out there this weekend. Maybe One of my I'll, favorite events. Maybe I'll join you. Yeah? Sure. Going to take the fam out there on Saturday? Sounds like a good time. I used to uh, have to volunteer out there. It's part of my uh, community service hours that were mandatory as a student of Bishop Gorman High School. Oh, I thought you were going to say something you did. No, not, not because of legal troubles. No, no, no. Okay. Fair enough. Love it out there, man. Good food. Take the kid. He's never been a Vegas staple, if you will. It's a good time. Well, I think it's a staple in pretty much every city. But no, I don't know. No, it's just a Vegas thing. Okay. It's just a Vegas thing. Okay. I don't think so, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the schedule releases yesterday. It's a very clear one, two, in whatever order you want to put. But the top two videos were that of the Los Angeles Chargers and the Tennessee Titans. Sure. I don't think I appreciate the masses trying to get in on the Chargers' glory by saying that the Titans video was incredible. I saw, like, a, that's how you do marketing, Titans. And I'm like, they interviewed a bunch of morons on the street who didn't know what logos were. They did a good job putting it together. Like, I, But I they do stole think they a did. TikTok trend. Sure. But, I mean... Yeah, everything everything is a copy of something. Not the, the Chargers. Chargers copied themselves. Yeah. But they just did anime. They stole anime. Oh, no. Those were great references to anime, and they used that as a weapon, as a cudgel. 
Look, I'm not. You're not going to get me to, to take anything away from the Chargers video. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't, I don't. We just said earlier, I don't think there's many original ideas left, like truly original. I, I'm not going to fault the Titans for there. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. I, I really, really thought it was good. It was good. Ari pulled a sample of it, so let's hear this uh, on the streets. What's the, what's the, their downtown Broadway, Broadway, down yeah. on Broadway. Uh, and essentially showing people the logos of their opponents and asking them who they were playing that week. This one is the Red Stallions. Ha! 49 to 69ers. Uh, no! 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 Stars. It's a Pirates from, from the islands of the Caribbean. Chester Cheeto. Texas! That's the Cowboys. That's the Cowboys. Texas. Got that. Yeah! Woo! Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. From? Um, Pittsburgh. Who's that? Bulls? Who? Patriots? That's a Patriots logo. That is Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee Titans. Titans. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Okay, so first off, I was very surprised. All of them thought the Colts logo was the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, it's a, it makes sense. It's a horseshoe, I, I guess. It makes more sense for it to be the Cowboys logo than it would than the star does. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, but, like, the star is, like, the sheriff badge. Like, that's why. I get it. But I'm saying, like, if, you're, if you have the no idea what the lone star are, state. If you don't know what they are, I think it makes some sense. The, see, the, the, the confidence with which the woman said, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles! When she saw the Seahawks logo, was pretty good. Well, you did see the the Falcons have changed their Twitter name to the Red Stallions. Yeah, well, that and did you see the Colts change their Twitter name to not the Cowboys? Okay, that's good. So, so, so it did have are, some effects. Teams are buying in. I like this. I don't think I believe it. What? The, I that, think they were all paid actors. No, they all knew the Titans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They all knew the Titans. Yeah, because they're in Nashville. But you like, come on. You don't know what some of these logos are. One person was it one person who saw the Jags logo and just said, "No, nah, that's not real. It doesn't that's, exist." Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> Which is fantastic. It, everything about it was great. I, I loved it. It was pretty good. It does follow a trend of showing your girlfriend like football logos and then having them guess what it is. Yeah. And I, I will say, my favorite one might have been the Steelers one, where they're guessing and you just hear the random girl in the background go, "Stars." <laughs> it's pretty good. That's good. Uh, I was just distracted because there was some breaking news, by the way. Oh, boy. Um, it's, it's been approved. Days are coming. No, it's kind of inside baseball a little bit. But uh, David Cantor, super agent in the NFL, okay, uh, is under investigation. It's alleged that he called several teams during the draft and offered their executives use of his vacation homes if they would pick his players. Wow. Good guy. That's an agent right that's, there. <laughs> that's just good agency. That's, that's great. <laughs> Apparently, that's not allowed. How is that not allowed? I don't know. It's frowned upon. I got to tell you, if you would have told me that it was that it was not allowed, I wouldn't have done it. Also, I mean, if you were offering me that because I'm a poor schmuck who doesn't have anything, I would totally be tempted and draft your guy. But you're offering billionaires and millionaires use of your vacation home. You're probably like, dude, I got two of them. Yeah, but they're probably really nice. But that's what I'm saying. Like all these people probably have really nice homes. What's the temptation right, but, there? Oh, it's a different. Pl- so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I feel like if you say you're wealthy, I, I obviously would. My first vacation home would be Cabo, like second Cancun. Like that'd be where I'd go. I have a vacation home there. But if I went there every year, 
I'd be like, oh, man, it'd be nice to have a vacation home in, you know, Costa Rica or Dominican or somewhere like that. So, like, maybe you want to try somewhere else out. So you got to use a, you know, use a house in a different place. It's just an opportunity to go somewhere that you don't always go. I guess. Or maybe a lake house somewhere. That'd be, I mean, I wouldn't like it, but some people seem to like those sort of things. It's also really risky because you're also assuming that your vacation house is something that these NFL executives just don't have, right? Do you think? What if they're like, David, please. Do you think? Aruba. I've got two. (laughs) Do you think some some of them were like, hey, can I get some photos? (laughs) Right. They at least gauged the interest. They were like. Hey, Cantor's asking us if we want to use his vacation. Does anybody know what he's got? Got a pool? Yeah. You got a nice pool out there, or is it just the ocean? <laughs> I, like I, John, I like that Lynch is going, come send pictures. Let's see what we're working with here. He's like, what a, what, what kind of streaming service is there? Is there you got YouTube? You got Netflix? What do you got? i got to make sure I got some entertainment there, too. Wait, so who are his – do we know any of his notable clients? Uh, he's got a lot. But I, in the draft, I, I would actually uh, – I can try to look that up and see who in this draft – uh, were his clients, but I wonder if it worked. Like, did That's anybody... what I'm saying. I want to see who his clients are in this draft to hmm. see, like, if there was a team that was probably like, yeah, you know what, maybe. I <laughs> what if what if one's Jameer Gibbs? Ooh, the Lions reached on him because, because Dan <laughs> yeah. Campbell wanted to go into a vacation? Yeah, I think that's possible. What if if you're somebody – so let's say you drafted one of his players – your intention was not because you wanted to use it. After you find out about this, do you not hit him back up then and go, let's go. I drafted one of your guys. Give me the keys. And he's like, no, we took him anyway. That had nothing to do with <laughs> nothing to do with you. <laughs> and you just press him on it. You're like, let's go, Cantor. Come on. I got I the receipts. Your, I took your guy. I got the receipts. I want access. I think there's a lot to try to figure out here. I'm very excited about <laughs> well, this. As we, uh, as we try to figure it out, let's take our break here. Uh, well, effort on Linda Cohen to see if you can join us to break down what's going to happen here in Sin City between the Oilers and the Knights. Come hang with Cofield and Company at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI. Free parking, great food and drink specials, and giveaways. Every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI. All right, she's one of the best to do it. Let's welcome her in, Linda Cohn, ESPN, NHL reporter, in the crease we can find some of the work as well linda we appreciate some time so uh, let's start a course in our backyard for the vegas golden knights taking on the edmonton oilers and uh, a little shorthanded we know about what's going on in between the pipes with aiden hill now in the net and now alex petrangelo out due to suspension so we'll ask you now with two key cogs out of the lineup here for vegas what do you expect from them later tonight oh gosh listen i've so enjoyed covering the vegas golden knights i had very fortunate to cover two games uh, in their win against Winnipeg. And then, of course, uh, I covered the opener for ESPN against Edmonton. Um, such an uh, incredible performance there, over t- you know, overcoming four goal night by Leon Dreisaitl. Um, You know, this Vegas team is resilient. I don't have to tell you guys. Uh, all teams face adversity this time of year. You know, the goaltending situation I really felt for uh, Loren Brossois worked so hard to put himself in this position to be their number one. He was sensational, and it's, 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 it is what it is. But that's one thing Vegas has been used for all year, the revolving carousel of goaltenders. I'm still waiting to see Jonathan Quick in the net because I still believe in that guy. Uh, but um, uh, bigger picture, well, at least Edmonton doesn't have Darnell Nurse, okay? Both are leaders for their respective teams. So if you 
you know, Alex Petrangelo, I, I love that guy. I was shocked uh, for what he did, and the one-game suspension was right. I know he could have uh, really hurt Dreisaitl if he wanted to. He knew exactly where he was flashing him uh, on his equipment, So, um, but that doesn't, um, you know, that still doesn't make any excuse for him to do that. So he deserved the one-game ban, and you just had a feeling both of them would be gone. You know, he, if a nurse was automatic, and then you knew just knew the Department of Player Safety would give uh, uh, Petro the one game. For sure. And I like I, you're not going to get an argument on this show. He absolutely deserved it. I thought he maybe could have even got two games. It was egregious what he did yeah. at the end of that game. Uh, so maybe some fo- some good fortune for the Knights that they only lose Alex Petrangelo for one game. But he is so important, and this is a massive game. I mean, it seems easy to say it's not really going out on a limb, but tonight is the series, right? If the Golden Knights lose this, they're probably done. And, you know, if Edmonton loses it, they're in some trouble, too. Yeah, I'm not going to go as far to say that. Um, Vegas has, let's put it this way, it's a virtual must-win at home. I love using that word virtual. <laughs> a virtual must-win at home. Because, I, you know, Vegas has faced this kind of stuff before. And I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if they came back and won in Edmonton. I, you know, that kind of situation. With all, you know, every, you know, the, let's, figure, let's, let's paint the scenario, right? Let's say, you know, God forbid Vegas fans, that the Golden Knights lose tonight. They're down 3-2 in the series. Series goes to Edmonton. You know that fan base there and those players, with all the pressure on them, at home to eliminate Vegas and move on to the conference final. That's a lot of pressure. I don't care how many veterans are on that team. I don't care how much they want to win. So I will not rule out a Game 7 if Vegas loses tonight. But they need to get off to a great start. That's so important for them. They, they just need to get the crowd into the game. It's, I know it sounds cliche, but it's fast. And, you know, I think they can do it. I mean, they've been so disciplined except for what happened at the end of the game last. It's just so out of character, by the way, for this team. to just lose it at the end of the game like that, the way, the way they did, and, and all of the above. So I think they've learned from that, um, but it's, it's a tough task tonight. But, uh, you know, just tell the Vegas Golden Knights they can't do something, and they will. Linda Cohn joins us. Always great to talk to her and get, get the feeling of what's going on in hockey. You kind of referenced it. You've been all over the place. Are you exhausted? You've been traveling everywhere. I've seen you in so many different places. I've seen your practices out here. Uh, you were in Seattle, I feel like. You've been everywhere. Yeah, I love it. I mean, this is what I dream about. You know, I played hockey back in the day. And although I love all those years doing Sports Center, which I still feel I'm doing, um, there's nothing like being where it's happening. You know, whatever sport it is, uh, there's nothing like it. You have to think on your feet. You only have one opportunity to talk to, you know, a certain player or whatever it is during a game. It's just, it's just such an adrenaline rush, and that never gets old, and I'll never get tired because when you have adrenaline rushes, you don't get tired. <laughs> That and a lot of coffee, which I enjoy, and I happen to like coffee. Yeah, I'm so pound- that works out well. I'm pounding some right now, getting ready to uh, drive over to T-Mobile and fight the traffic to get into the game. Oh, uh, you poor baby. Yeah, that's so true. Just, there is traffic. It's, Not it's, a lot of ways to get to there. You're right. That's the one thing we know about it. It's, no, it's not like where I live in L.A. There's alternate routes all the time to get to where you have to go. <laughs> not so much with certain places. I right? do, I do have... 
I do have one secret. I'll, I will not share it with you on the air, but if you ever need to know, there's, there's one secret to get in for sure. Okay, very uh, nice yeah. to know. It's okay. through the basement of a different parking garage. It's wild that there's a path you can actually get. It's crazy, but uh, Ooh, for sure. I can guess, but yes. I won't say it out yes, loud either. for sure. Uh, so we're, we're going over there, getting ready for the game tonight. Obviously, we've talked about the Petrangelo storyline and what happened at the end of that last game. It's been it's been ugly. It has been. There's been some ugly moments in the series. Do you expect it to get worse, or is it so important now that maybe there's not no, as much craziness? I don't think it's getting worse. I think it's so important now. The pivotal game five, uh, you know, unless someone just does something that is just ridiculous, right? <laughs> I intend to injure on someone, but I think both these coaching staff are going to get their teams focused because you better believe the Oilers. You know, they definitely would love to like. Like I said, you know, win on the road tonight and then wrap it up because they think, you know, they don't, you know, this is what they want to do. So they're all focused on the task at hand. Um, they're not going to get anywhere. You know, this is not a game in January. This is this is a big pivotal game five. So to answer your question, I think it'll be very serious tonight, and it's going to be it's going to be scary with a tandem. You know, they're the Scotty and Michael of the NHL. Uh, you know, Connor and David and Leon Drysdale. It is. Something else, man, to watch. We're chatting with Linda Cohn, ESPN NHL reporter, again, in the crease where you can find some of her additional work in our chat about the Golden Knights brought to you by our friends over at Finley Cadillac. So, Linda, I'm curious. You said the word danger, so let's ask this. How dangerous are the Carolina Hurricanes? Because I think a lot of people were surprised the the degree to which they ousted New Jersey with ease. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I jumped on the Jersey bandwagon, the Jack Hughes bandwagon, after they eliminated, you know, my childhood team, the New York Rangers, the way they did. And I was like, oh, okay. Might as well jump on their wagon. Not that I would root because uh, I'm objective. <laughs> but I really thought they played so well in that series. I thought that young goalie figured it out. And then Carolina, totally, they always continue to shock me. You know, they have no superstars because their big star, Andre Sveshnikov, as you know, is out for the year. And it's remarkable how all these other guys are stepping up. They define team. They're a reflection of their coach, Rod Brindamore. They amaze him. The press conference last night they had after the win, he was, like, almost in shock. He's like, these guys continue to amaze me. You know, guys like Jordan Martinook and Jesper Foss. You know, I mean, it's just, like, incredible. Like, they're not household names. Sebastian Ajo maybe is the only one people know of, and that's hockey fans. So um, it's, it's remarkable. It's amazing. Freddie Anderson and Gold is stepping up. Timely save. But uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing. If Florida can put away Toronto tonight, uh, I'm, 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 I believe Florida is going to beat Carolina. Maybe I'm nuts. Wow. But I just think they got something special going on. That's if they don't blow it tonight and face a game six. Then I start to worry about Florida beating Toronto. <laughs> we are we are obviously very very concerned about what is going on on the ice right now. But you mentioned the Rangers, and we have an interest in what happened with the Rangers. Surprise, yeah. surprise about Gerard Gallant getting fired. Yes, I mean you can't blame it all on him. He was guilty early in the series of not making adjustments, and like I think it was Game Four in New Jersey. Remember the Rangers got off to a two games to none lead in that series. You know, look lost in Game Three, and no adjustments were made. You know, he ripped his team after game three, if you recall, and, you know, questioning effort. And you can't do that with players nowadays, you know. <laughs> that, that's as good as saying, you know, they're, you know, they're soft, right? I mean, that, that's how players see that. Like when you say there was no effort there and some of the, you know, he called, called out the big boys 
And you know what? I'm not saying he was wrong, but you can't say that out loud. That is for private conversation with a leadership group, and that's how you deal with that. You don't say that out loud, and I think that rubbed a lot of the players the wrong way, but I still think most of the blame is on them. But I do, the biggest surprise with this loss for me, for the Rangers, is that I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I wanted Patrick Kane here. Patrick Kane wanted to be there. And then when he got here, he looked like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> it was really bizarre. You know, he had a few flashes of greatness. I mean, know he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I don't think he's going to be back. And I think he made guys like Nikis and Vanajad, uh, I don't know, got him, out, got him out of his element. And so maybe, you know, they brought in too many stars. I like Tarasenko, but the Galan thing, I don't know what it is about him. He doesn't last long. We know what happened to him in Vegas. I thought that was awful. But, you know, as it turned out, there was a message to the madness there. Um, the Golden Knights hierarchy knows what they're doing. I mean, the great hire of Bruce Cassidy. I mean, this has been amazing. I love Bruce Cassidy, but I'm getting off on the tangent. <laughs> but uh, Galan is going to be hired somewhere else. I just... I don't know why. I don't know why he doesn't land. So uh, that's I was going to ask to expand on that. Like at some point, if you're Gallant, you got to do some internal reflection, right? Because this is a pattern where yeah. you do have some success at almost every stop, but they are short stops, right. and there's a common denominator. Yeah, you know you. what? I think it's like you're absolutely right. I think. Listen, I don't know the man. You know, I just know him from the media side. But you know, some people are just stubborn and refuse to change and adjust. You know, the great coaches, I look at the NFL, I look at, you know, my, my football giants back in the day, uh, Tom Coughlin was gruff, was stubborn. Michael Strahan called him out, and he changed. Next thing you know, you know, they're winning two Super Bowls with his guidance. <laughs> and he changed. He wasn't that guy anymore, you know, that would turned off the players. And so, yeah, maybe that's, that's what George Gallant needs to do because the man – you know, and the man knows hockey. He played the game. He knows what he's doing. It's just the relationship with the players. But I knew when he questioned their effort, I knew then that's going to be dicey. That's not going to sit well. And they did not respond after that comment. I think it was either after game three or game four. We, we talk about one former Golden Knights coach. We'll wrap it up with another. If the Knights get through this series, is it a reunion with Pete DeBoer? Yeah, right? I mean, that's what it's looking at. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, all due respect to Seattle, I actually picked them in seven. Um, but uh, the way Dallas is playing and the goaltending they're getting, as expected from Jake Ottinger overall and the veteran leadership, I think they'll find a way to get past Seattle because I like their goaltending edge. I like it, Dallas's edge on that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think it's the harder job for Vegas to get through Edmonton. But, again, I think if you, you know, Stuart Skinner – in the Oilers' net, you know, Vegas has gotten him pulled. He's a roller coaster ride. Huh. If Vegas can get to him in some way, really make it difficult for him. I think that's what they failed to do in their losses. I think they just didn't make it difficult for Stuart Skinner. And, you know, they, they had a bad break. Listen, I went on national radio saying Mark Stone deserved better when he's cross-checked in the back, huh. you know, and he's unable to score. And then, you know, uh, the T.S. Ekholm goes the other way and makes it 3 nothing. I mean, there should have been a penalty there. I don't yeah. care. Playoff, yeah, it, that's a penalty any day of the week. But, yes, that would be a lovely reunion, and we would love that, wouldn't we? Mm. That would be another great headline for you to talk about. <laughs> It'd be great. Lynn Cohn, ESPN Plus, where you can get in the crease. 
course, SiriusXM, Mad Dog, NHL Radio, does a bunch of stuff. Linda, we appreciate the time. Thank you very much. You're the best. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Enjoy yep. the game. Got it. Thank Again, you. on Twitter, at Linda Cohn. Should be a good one, man. Can't wait to watch tonight. Hopefully it's a good back-and-forth affair. <laughs> That's what you're hoping for? Yeah, I want, like, I want some fun. i got to go to a watch. The, the thing you is. have to go? <sighs> yeah, that sounded rude. To relax, are you? It's all right, man. It's I right. saw some of the people. Eyes. I actually saw some of the people that are going to the same watch party as you really getting into a heated debate about Twizzlers and Red Vines, and I was like, this should be a fun night for you, John. Wait, I'm sorry? Who's go- who- Okay, now we got to talk about this off the air because <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar, that's where I'm at. Come say what's up before I have to skedaddle to this uh, VGK watch party happening later tonight. And a reminder as well, our conversation with Linda Coney, fantastic time. You can find that up at lvsportsnetwork.com. And we're going to do a giveaway right now, too. Oh, we are? How about this? Thanks a lot, Ari. You got it. This is where you grab the wheel. Two tickets to take Mom <laughs> to Kevin Hart Reality Check Tour. Coming back to Resorts World July 7th through the 8th. Kevin Hart, 364-1100, Call number 7. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Ari Produces. Or tweet the show at Cofield & Co. or at ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Yeah. You might have ruined my night. <laughs> I apologize. Look, I feel like I should uh, go and socialize, rub elbows, network, if you will. Although, is it networking if I work with like yeah, 75% it's, it's, of the people? It's a bunch of your coworkers that are yeah. going. I feel like I have to do these things to prove that I'm human, a normal person. But when I see conversations like this that you point out to me, these are not the conversations I want to have all night long. Keep in mind, they could be on their way to the party listening. Oh, I hope they are. I, I, I pride myself in being a person that would always, if I say it, I would say it to your face. Debating whether or not Red Vines and Twizzlers are better is a dumb conversation. Because they're both objectively trash. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. I don't know who in the world in, I don't know, 100 years ago, whatever it was, Decided, you know what? Licorice should be a thing. <laughs> Let's do this. Are you mad at that person? Yes. And you know what else I'm mad at? Now I'm going to open up. That This is, oh is going to open up some Here demons. We go. My father. Yeah, your head snapped around. <laughs> like, huh? When I was a kid, would always get red vines. And he would do this thing where he would, like, bite the ends off and use it as a straw for, oh, like, I've, shakes and stuff. I've seen it. It's disgusting. It's, a, it's flavorless rubber. Yeah, it's awful. By the way, this segment brought, brought to you, you by Red Vines. <laughs> no, but it's not just Red Vines. It's just licorice in general. It's like the worst candy ever. I hate it. Hate it. And, and don't get people, me started on black licorice. Ugh, awful. But there's people that love licorice. I, do, I can't. Like, love it. What's the appeal of black licorice, too, by the way? Or, like, black jelly beans. What is the appeal in that flavor? There isn't one. I think there there are people that just have weird, like there's you know we know we know a couple people that don't have condiments of any kind. Yeah, there's people that just have really weird palates. Dude, hit. Since we're on this topic, when was the last time you were like, you know what, I got a hankering for some jelly beans? <laughs> well, they're not bad. No, I'll, I'll tell you what jelly beans are. You would never in your life say what you just said. That phrase, right? Got a hanker from jelly beans. <laughs> And you would never. To be fair, I don't think I would ever have a hankering for anything. And you would never go into a store and be like, oh, "I want some candy and pick jelly beans." Right. But 
if you're like at somebody's house and there's a bowl of jelly beans, you're going to grab some. Yeah, but I'm only picking the red ones. You, you can't go to somebody's house and individually pick out the red ones. Yes, I can. Watch me. That, that Try is, me. That's unacceptable guest behavior. No, it's not. It is. You offered it to me. You're going to dig through their bowl and find well, the red ones? I'm not going to dig ones? if it's on the top. You're going to grab a handful of jelly beans. That's nah. what you're going to do. Black ones are terrible. Green ones are terrible. Blue ones are terrible. You know who likes jelly beans? Willie Ramirez. I remember That's, we did top five candies, that, and that was in his top that, five. That adds blew up. my that mind. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Totally adds up. <laughs> <laughs> to have that in your top five candy, please. Enough with the fitness garbage. <laughs> I don't think jelly beans are fitness. That's <laughs> like the, it's some like low fat. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite candies. I don't think they are. Like I, I gotta tell you, you know, like the other sugar. day when we talked to him, Xavier's a smart guy, but like the. Hey, if you can eat any, what do you want? And he listed off like five healthy things. Just stop. The uh, I, I know the the, uh, the McAfee crew was getting on AJ Hawk today because he said uh, a nice treat for him is to ride his bike to the Froyo spot and get oh. vanilla vanilla Froyo with uh, shaved almonds. It's so lame. And they're like, what's the point? <laughs> what, if you're gonna have dessert, have dessert. You might as well just exercise, and then not do anything. Yeah. And then get vanilla froyo with shaved almonds. Shaved almonds. And he's like, "Well, they have an option. Clearly, somebody wants it." Yeah, almonds on top of like ten other toppings. Get back in there. Stick your hand in there, Dave. All right, we have an explanation. Let's play this. Mark Jackson finally explained what happened with his MVP ballot and why he did not have Nikola Jokic amongst his top five MVP candidates. One thing I, I live by: you you make a mistake, you own it. I'm not a guy that does it for clicks or be trending. Uh, absolute mistake made by me. You can tell. I, I probably, in thinking, how did I make the mistake? You can tell. I put one center, two forwards, and two guards. So I wasn't even thinking. I apologize to the Denver Nuggets. I apologize to Nikola Jokic, who is not only in the MVP discussion and deserved to be on my ballot, but he's one of the greatest players in the history of this game. And he's a top 10 center of all time. Uh, so... Uh, I own it. If you want to take away my vote or do whatever, more than welcome. I made a mistake. He deserves, in my opinion, to be clearly. I would have still voted for Joel Embiid to MVP, but with Giannis and Joker second and third, they deserve that. Uh, incredible year by him. He continues to make history. I own the mistake, and I apologize. Okay. I hate to say it. Fair Adam enough. nailed it. I did. Every once in a while, I'm right. He thought it was by position. Yeah. For How sure. do you make that mistake? Uh, it happens. It happens. That's bad, man. By the way, I don't think I said on the air. I told you off just to completely change subjects. Uh, one of one of the agent who was offering his house for somebody oh, yeah. to pick his player, one of his clients was Mr. Irrelevant, which would kind of indicate they were like, who do we pick? I don't know. Let's get this vacation house out of the deal. And who had Mr. Irrelevant? What team picked it? The Rams. Mm-hmm. All right. We know exactly what's let's happening see, there. Huh? McVay and and they don't care about picks. Right. We're like, yeah, whatever. We'll just waste this pick. Get a F- vacation home out of F- it. Why them not? picks. It's exactly what we do here.